Well, <laughs> oh, shit. I just got, you know, if you could translate a stare into a stake to the heart, I just got one from Chris for my overly theatrical opening. I just, I took a stake right to the heart just now. Oh, God damn it. Welcome to another episode of, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Sinful Celluloid, where Chris and I, Jeff, we dive deep and thorough into the, the vast vestiges of horror and cinema and things. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, really excited about today's topic. I'm not going to bury the lead. There's no point in burying the lead because you already know what it is because you can see that this is about vampires. Very wide, endless topic to discuss where to begin where do we begin well let's begin with the idea of mythology you know human beings love their mythology and uh over the last i don't even know how many centuries hum humanity has been steeped in myths about creatures that suck blood in a variety of different ways from 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 the undead to demons to you know and everything in between you know there's a there's a there's a wide variety you have all sorts of different types of bloodsuckers and vampires you know you have the kinds that are kind of still alive but they're drinking blood you have ones who might not be a vampire at all but think they are a vampire and drink blood because they're a vampire you have the you know literal undead who live in between and supple from the blood that is life uh, to go on and on. You have tragic vampires. You have evil vampires. You have mindless vampires. You have vampires that are crossed over between vampires and zombies. Like, there's just so many to choose from. But probably the, the, the most... You have the Strigoi. You have, uh, you know, every single civilization, I think going back to Egypt, has some sort of myth about the vampire or about a vampire-like creature. Um, perhaps the most famous vampire is Vlad the Impaler, a.k.a. Dracula. Um, and he comes from a place called Transylvania, the land by, by, beyond the forest in Romania. I actually been to Transylvania. That's not a joke. I have actually traveled to the real Transylvania. I have been at the base of Vlad the Impaler's castle, and walked around, I've traveled through the Carpathian Mountains and walked around the land beyond the forest. And it is a really, really cool place. You really do feel the energy there and can imagine how something like that might capture an, a writer's imagination. I've also been to Whitby, England, where they have the Whitby Goth Festival. And Whitby is where Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. He used Whitby as, it's like goth mecca. It's like the, the place to go if you're a goth. And he used it as a springboard to write his his tale, his story, his timeless tale. And then, you know, eventually it, it, it pops into cinema. First with, you know, Nosferatu, uh, which is also Dracula. We could I talked about it in another video. We don't we don't have to touch on that. Um, but basically Nosferatu is sort of uh, the 
Dracula story without using the Dracula names, hoping to uh, avoid a copyright situation. And they created their own sort of interesting sort of Nosferatu variation. Um, and then the, the, they put out a proper version directed by Todd Browning in 1931 called Dracula. And then there's the Spanish Dracula, which we have briefly touched about. And from there, everything springs forth. I, there's also a, um, there's also something from the 20s. I think it's called the Vampire, spelt with a Y instead of an I. I don't know much about that one. Maybe nope. uh, Chris can fill Nobody us in. But, but that's where that's where our conversation begins. I'd like to uh, uh, bring Chris in. Chris, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm today? doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. good. I'm good. feeling good. Good. This Talk to me about vampires. <laughs> what did I leave out? Did no. I leave out anything? I mean, no. It's broad strokes, you know. Um, honestly... Vampires, I mean, if we go back anytime between the 30s all the way and before, all the way until roughly the 80s, vampires were good, you know? Hey, Jody. What's going um, on, I mean, varying degrees of good. They didn't really get bad until, and I hate to say it, interview. An interview with a vampire is an excellent film, but after interview, you had all the copycats, you know, just like after Walking Dead, every zombie fucking movie was a character study. We're all about the human drama. It means you don't have any fucking money. That's what it means. And so it changed everything. Same thing happened with interview. After that, every vampire became reluctant. He became wishy-washy and why and... You know, fuck you, dude. And it's not just Twilight. I and mean, Twilight's good for what it is. I've never watched them, <laughs> but you know, they adapt the books. People love them. Some people, they are what they are, and they're what they're. I've to seen be. every Fine. single Twilight movie. Why are you a girl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not well, joking. Mr. I Miyagi, watched them all. What are you, some kind of girl or something? I watched every I single one of them. I don't know joking. why. I don't know why I did it. I but I did it. You know, I, you know we're gonna have to have that whole fucking intervention. At what's her point. name, Kristen? What's the name of the girl in that? What's her name? Kristen. Kristen. Um, what's her last Patterson. name? Patterson. No, what's the name of the girl? She's a boy, dude. Don't even give me. What's on What's that her one. name? Whatever. Her, whatever <laughs> her name is. What's Bella? his name? His name is. Kristen Stewart. I don't know okay, Kristen names. Stewart. Are, you're the one who watched them. Kristen Stewart's expression the entire time. I, 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 like I said, I watched however many there were. I watched them all. I don't know why I'm admitting yes. this, but I did. I, and this I was her. Either. This was her. This was her face the entire time. <sighs> okay. <My laughs> I have a lot of problems with her, but very first thing I saw her in was Panic Room. I spent the first 45 minutes of that fucking movie going, why is that boy dressed so odd? Oh, wow. Not even joking. I thought it was a boy. So. You know, they have a term for that, Chris. It's called androgynous. They have a term for it, too, in my part of the town. It's called ugly. But, you know. Well. I'm a dick. 
Well, all I know is she had this weird look on her face the entire film. And I have to say, she was absolutely, uh, she was very pretty in under underwater, underworld, whatever that one, underwater. She was was hot. She was hot in underwater. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought you, I thought you had it going on. We're going to discuss that film at some point. Yeah. I I really like that movie a lot. A lot. Wow, we're really gonna we're really gonna discuss <laughs> we're gonna, it. We'll, we'll fight. I'll fight you over that one. We're, 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 really? No, I wouldn't fight you over it, but, but I like it. I like it. I'll they, argue. I will argue they, that movie. They sent me that one for free, and I still wrote and said I want my fucking money back. All right. You know what? All right. Well, we got to talk about vampires. <laughs> Let me listen. I'm 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 gonna take the Go. reins for a minute, and I'm gonna say this. Go. What? Um. What kind of vampire do you like? There, as we said, there's so many different types of vampires. What is your like? What kind of take do you like on the vampire mythology? I'm good with any vampire. I don't care if they're pretty. I don't care if they're ugly. I don't care if they're more creature-like. So long as they just revel in that fact, you know you. You can you can bed as many people as you want to. I don't care. But don't sit there and agonize and whine about it. That's where you lose me. That's where I have to say no, which is a good amount of the vampires post-1994. And really, nowadays, a lot. There are exceptions, but, you know. Exactly. Um, I really like... I really, really like... I mean, I like them. I like them all. I don't really like the suave vampires as much. I guess it doesn't really. I feel like I feel like you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you're a vampire, there has to be. I, I need to see Pathos. I want Pathos. And you know, I saw that. I recently watched Klaus Kinski in Werner mm-hmm. Herzog's uh, Nosferatu, Nosferatu, which is really mm-hmm. Dracula. Yep. It's not Nosferatu. It's actually Dracula. And you know, again, I don't want to retread what I talked about in that video, but I will say. What was really interesting and what you get in that story that I really loved about the, their take on vampires is just that the idea of being a vampire is really, really sad. The longer you've been around, it's not like the, the like nobody thinks or dwells upon like the mundane aspect of being immortal forever. And it's not just being immortal, it's being sort of relegated to darkness and being mostly lonely because everybody, you know, dies or, you know, assuming you don't come across other others of your kind and having to subsist on blood and just, you know, getting tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again for hundreds of years. And, you know, I thought that they really touched on those parts really well. Kinski was really good as that. I liked the way that they, he's in the classic, you know, again, you have the Nosferatu style vampire. You see it in the movie Nosferatu. You see it in Blade Two a little bit. You see it in um, you see it in 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 Nosferatu the Vampire in in Werner Herzog's. You see it in in Salem's Lot. You know, Mister yeah. Barlow is is a Nosferatu style vampire. And to me, it's like when I think of like what a vampire is. Like I, we all know, obviously, vampires are not real. But like, if I had to categorize what a vampire is, that's a vampire to me like pointy ears bald you know long teeth they can't uh, something that cannot hide amongst human beings the way that some vampires can 
you know? Right. No, I agree with you. So. That's that's what I want to see mostly. Um, there's the whole sexual element, which mostly comes in a lot of the films. It comes mostly from the vampire brides, you know? All of that. Oh, all well, of I that would... is good. What about Dracula? I mean, that's the, but that's well, the thing. Well, I said mostly, not all yeah. of them. I remember, would... I come from a different standpoint. I'm coming from the European right. angle because I don't like American movies. Did you see the BBC, ver- that recent BBC um, miniseries of Dracula? Um, I've seen them all. That's the one with um, that was ended up on Netflix? Yeah. With the uh, Van Housing then? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I, yeah, that was that was good. I, liked I thought it. that it was, was really. I thought that was really, really good. And by the way, the castle, that castle is the castle from Nosferatu in 1921, which is another place I also visited in Slovakia. I was also at the actual filming location, and I nice. recognized the castle. I was like, "That is so cool! The cat—that's the actual castle that they used for this Dracula." But what's interesting about this Dracula is that he's like, you know. He's um, he he's sort of like he's sort of voracious for everything, which I kind of thought was interesting too, because you'd imagine if you're you've lived for that long that you would just be into really anything, in any which way, and yeah, I like you know if you are gonna have like the suave vampire, I feel like that has got to be the way that you approach it. However. I thought that the third episode just really fell off, man. When they go to modern times, they really sort of lost. They sort of lost me. I I, I, saw, I thought it sort of uh, dropped off hard. Um, I enjoyed it. I wanted more. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, but I, I no. I, well, you lost you lost a little bit of the atmosphere you had for the first couple of episodes. And yeah, that's just what it is, you know. Yeah, kind of like. Um, Gone with the Wind has that, you know, I mean, it has a very specific look and feel, and then the war hits, and you never capture that again. You know, it turns into something else. Hmm. Um, it's just any kind of change, you're going to have that. So I know what you're saying. What about the, what about the, um, the, 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 the mythology around becoming a vampire? What do you subscribe to the most? Like a, a bite equals a change or a very specific, like you need to drink from me after I've drank from you in order to like, like to like sort of seal I'm, the deal. I'm big on that. I'm big on the exchange of fluids. Yeah, me too. It's um, it works. I mean, it could be played so many different ways. We've seen it erotic. We've seen it um, more forced and bloody, you know? Yeah. It's just, it works, you know, a bite alone, that would make, Fucking everybody and their mom a vampire. Right. It'd be more of a pandemic. Right. It needs to be more of a selective, a conscious process. Right. Right. I feel like vampires would be selective. Like, you're not worthy of this dark gift, you know, especially if we're talking about the suave ones. Mike is asking, what did, what did we think of the penny dreadful take? I thought it was rushed. I, I, I don't think we got to fully enjoy what it could have been because it was just so. Jan- I don't even remember much of what happened. I just remember all of a sudden I was like, yeah. oh shit, there's Dracula. Dracula's in this now. That you was, know, ne- yeah. It just sort of got pushed yeah, in there. Because it wasn't the focus. Um, I like Penny Dreadful. I like everything they did up until season three. 
And there's that, some yeah, parts of season three that comes. are good. But yeah, but we, we dealt with the vampires before that point. I mean, season three Wait, just... did we? we? could talk about... Th- yeah, because Mina. Right, right. Thank Mina, you. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, yes. I, I love Penny Dreadful. Everything it did in those first two seasons was just... It was smart as well as being atmospheric. And that um, people will learn if they don't already know. I'm all on atmosphere first. It's why I hate most horror today. There's no atmosphere. Give me that and a lot of stuff. I'll let slide. Or at least I'll try and work with you. <laughs> you know, right. if you're trying. But um, I enjoy the Penny Dreadful. I, I like their, meth- their, uh, their mythos that they adapted. I was okay with all of that. You know, it wasn't explored enough to really be its own thing. But I didn't mind what they did, and it wasn't distracting. Um, what about all right? Now let's. I'm curious to know. We we haven't spoken about this yet. What um what are your feelings on Martin? I have never watched Martin. George Holy Romero's Martin, shit, right? Shit, nope. dude! Oh my god, you that is like a must. What that's like? You need to correct I, that immediately, dude. Well, okay. Here's the thing, which is I guess this is going to be our first one for the. George is a person, wonderful man. Wonderful man. Count your words right now, Christopher M. Jimenez. Count your words. Not that talented as a filmmaker. Didn't have any interest in seeing Martin. Didn't care. You know, kid who may or may not be a vampire with his little razor blade. I just, I just, I didn't care. Never watched it. Don't know. I know, I know you're taking it personal. That's it. But show's over. Show's over. <laughs> How could you say that about his entire body of work? You feel this way? Yeah, not, I don't like Stephen Dawn King of the either. Dead. Dawn of the Dead. I don't like. I like Darius' cut of Dawn of the Dead. Never watched Creep Show. Couldn't sit through it all the way through. Creep, to me, Creep Show. show was, Creep Show was just a knockoff of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Dude, it is. That's, that's what it's supposed I to be. I know it is, so I can just watch Tales from the Crypt. Dude, with, first, with Martin Tales might of the Crypt be... had Peter Cushing. Creepshow did it. Martin <laughs> might like be Show his... Now. Martin might be his... Besides Night of Living Dead... I mean, really, like, the, you really can't say, like, what George Romero's best film is, but Martin might be one of his most original films. It's so original that the idea has been done a few times since but had never been done up until that point it's this idea of a vampire a kid who thinks he's a vampire you're not really sure if he's a vampire glenn danzig is a big fan of this movie as well when i when i was working on a george Romero documentary and i was i transcribed the the glenn danzig interview and he i watched the tape with him with him and he uh he, he loved he, he was he was big on martin which I thought was interesting as well, because I thought he was going to go immediately to Dawn of the Dead. And he was like, nah, Martin. I was like, yeah, Martin. Interesting. Um, it, dude, you must watch it. You must watch it with an open mind. I, I advise, if you have not seen Martin, go and check this film out. Seek this movie out immediately. It's getting a re-release from Second Sight on Blu-ray. It's been long in the works because the producer, Richard P. Rubenstein, is... Uh, really really difficult when it comes to rights on stuff and yeah so all right i guess we have to skip over martin all i'll say is i think martin no, is well, 
I know how it ends. So if you want to talk about it, and thank you, Jody, I appreciate you. And here's, you know, it's just, it's like Stephen King. It's not that I don't think Romero, I don't not like Romero. It's just, I don't get all the hype, you know? I, even, even with Night of Living Dead. Even with Night of the Living I like, Dead. I like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. But I like Return of the Living Dead better. Well, I love Return of the Living Dead too. I don't uh, don't and don't know. make me choose. If you if you make me cut off either one of my fingers, look, I'm if you make me cut off too. either one of my fingers, they're both gonna hurt the same, okay? So there's not, it's not even that a choice. Too. That would it's not be even mean. a choice. Um but okay, so so no, I mean all I have to say is that it's just a brilliant idea. That frankly, I wish people ripped off. I wish because people could do, you know, so many filmmakers could go in so many crazy directions with this idea that George Romero started. And I wish people ripped off Martin the way that people rip off Night of the Living Dead because we would get so many interesting films as a result if they just were to, you know, check, you know, go, go in, go in that direction. But it's really only been explored one other time. There's a film called The Transfiguration, which acknowledges Martin, because how could it not? Because it's literally just ripping off Martin. But it, it gives a little nod to, to Martin. And so for that, I am grateful. Um, and then you have, like, on the other side, I mean, all the way on the other side of the spectrum, you have a crazy film like freaking Planet of the Vampires, Mario Bava. I'm sure you're well familiar with that one, which of was... Course which also was uh, some of the DNA for the movie Alien comes from Planet of the Vampires. And what's interesting is you can't even see these vampires and they're aliens on another planet. It's literally a Planet of the Vampires, which is so cool, but it's not like traditional style vampires, which I also... It's yeah, it's much, much different. And then you have like, you have guys thinking super out of the box. You get a guy like Stephen Niles and he's like, what what's an interesting hook for a vampire story? Well, what if there was a town that never got any sunlight? That was and so good. It like well the book is the book is good, the movie is good. However, the one thing that kind of annoyed me is it, it sort of jumps like in time. Like mm-hmm. that you know, it's supposed to be 30 days and you feel like it's only been a few hours at one point. Small nitpick. But a nitpick. It's a movie. I don't care. I don't care. I want to feel like it's been a long time. But um, it's it's a really fun, interesting story. It's like, what do you do? What do you do when you live in a town that that doesn't get sunlight for thirty days? You know, exactly. It's one of those things that you're surprised that nobody came up with that before because it's right? so fucking just. Brilliant and just low hanging fruit. Yeah, nobody thought of it. Um, but Steve did. Yes, he did. He did. And I I love the way that you know, I love the way that it ends. Spoilers you get, you know, the sheriff Eben, who you know basically has his back to the wall. How are we going to defeat the vampires? We're never going to be able to defeat them. And realizes that the only way that he's going to be able to defeat the vampires is he's got to become a vampire, which I thought was just so awesome. Great way to take it. And we got a bunch of comic book sequels. I think I've read most of them, if not all of them. And we got one other movie, which was uh, uh, sort of a pseudo remake. Not really, because it takes place on a boat of, of 30 Days a Night, Dark Days, 
Yeah, um, I like Dark Days. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and then you know you, you jump you, you jump again, and you have like going back to like classics. It's like Dracula. If Dracula is like the granddaddy of it all, then the modern reinvention of vampires, or at least the first modern reinvention of vampires, sort of comes by way of The Last Man on Earth, a.k.a. I Am Legend, by Richard Matheson, written in 1955, I think is a short story. And then, of course, everybody knows that this is what George Romero read this story and wrote Night of Living Dead. Yes, I know that John Russo is technically the the writer of Return of Night of Living Dead, but you know it's it's an unspoken it's it's a it's a worse it's an open secret that George Romero was the main writer on this film and had plenty of help from John Russo, but George George Romero was front and center for that. And what's interesting about about this story is that it basically introduces vampires as a, a, a plague as a contagion in a modern sense because it it does it in a it happens in a classical sense with Dracula and you know especially with Nosferatu spoke briefly about the plague related origins uh, yeah. there but it really, you know, like the idea of like a worldwide pandemic that's taken over everything that first comes by way of I Am Legend. Yeah, very true, very true. Are you a fan um, of uh, Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price? I'm a fan of Last Man on Earth, and I'm a fan of the original story. Um, you don't like Omega Man? Omega Man is just Charlton Heston being Charlton Heston. That's that so, sweet spot, though, between 1970 I, and 1975, man. He's still Charlton Heston. Oh, he's No, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And I didn't do the Will Smith one because... Oh, that was terrible. A, you, dude, you gave me a dog, and I knew the second you gave me a dog and you made him a character, they're going to kill him. So I sat there waiting and waiting <laughs> to fucking start falling. Fuck that movie. I don't even own it. As much shit as I own, even stuff I will not watch, yeah. I don't own that. Fuck that movie. Um, what did you think about a girl walks a al- walks home alone at night? Never watched it. Oh, man. I don't like I don't like movies not in English. Trish, who used to she used to work at Sinful Celluloid, loves that movie forever and tried to get me to watch it. It's I still really not great. watched it. I I I don't want to read my movies. Unless it's John Woo. I don't want to read my movies. Yes, I'm a I know. I know. Why don't you I'm watch on, it? I'm on so- cultured. So watch it dubbed. Is it dubbed? Yeah, of course it's dubbed. I don't know. She was raving on about how I have to watch it with subtitles. And so if you don't want to watch it with subtitles, watch. It. I think you lose a lot if you don't watch it. Uh, well, you do. If I like it, I'll put in the extra effort. Yeah, and watch it so I can see the proper translations rather than I. But you know, so I, I know what you're saying. Quick question, Jody has. I am drinking. It is French, and I know I'm going to mess it up. Distillery de Paris. It's called just rum, R-H-U-M. It's from France. It's really, really, really good. Oh, that's where it is. Um, Ballad says, if anyone catches me pulling a Pee Wee Herman during Halloween Kills tomorrow, mind your business. 
I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I support you, sir, and I appreciate you. I will let Ryan know because I'm sure that will make him very I happy. <laughs> don't I don't understand that reference? I'm sorry to say. I'm I what 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 like like in the original movie? No, movie where was Paul Rubens arrested? Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> I am assuming that's where Ballad is going. I I now I fully I fully understand. I fully understand. I appreciate Remember that. how much of a scandal that was? That was such a freaking big was, deal, dude. He was, you know, friend to all, friend to children. I love that mugshot of him though with the goatee and he's slick back hair and he's just like, yeah, I was fucking doing that. Fuck you. He was just like, hey, you know what? Eventually, it helped out his career because he started getting these sleazy eye rolls, right? Showing that he can act. Heard any Which I don't jokes think he would have otherwise. Yeah, but you know what's so baller? Like he gets this makes major headlines. He walks out as Pee Wee Herman at the MTV Movie Awards. Everybody is like, has is thinking about and the has, and has a joke ready for it, and yep. just and just breaks the ice, like doesn't try to avoid it, like a G. He just goes, heard any good jokes lately? Like just takes it head on. It was good. Whether was yeah, good. whether you like Paul Rubens or hate Paul Rubens or whatever Paul Rubens, hey, I don't Paul know. Re- Paul Rubens got to go home and call Cassandra Peterson and say like, "Fuck, you won't believe what happened to me today." No, I can't do that. Yeah. Well, all I know is, all I know is, I respect the hell out of facing on somebody finds out something super embarrassing about you, and, and just, instead of like, like just like hiding yourself, like he just like that's faced how you do it, it. Like a man, dude. You beat them to the jokes. You know, you, you laugh with them, not against them. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you'll never win that fight. Ace, I'm glad too. I'm glad he made a comeback. He seems exactly. to be, you know, he, he was really great in Mystery Men too. He doesn't get enough oh, yeah. credit. Yeah, People don't talk about and it. Blow. Are you a fan of Mystery Man? You fan? Yes, of that? I am. Oh, pretty yes, love that movie. And Blow, he's fantastic in. Yeah, blow. he's good in Blow. He's good in Blow. Oh, and he plays a vampire. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Kill him a lot. I was about to say it. <laughs> Damn you. Took it from me, Chris. Damn you. Kill them a lot. And then, of course, also this. Yeah. Like, where did that, like, like why? Where, where does that come from? Like, how does he decide? Like, I don't know. Remind the me indulgence. Of, it reminded <laughs> me of Eight Man Hot by the Ramones. Eight Man Hot. Wow. That's a deep cut from... That's late 80 Ramones. Holy crap. Yep. What is that on Brain Drain or Animal Boy? I, I want to say it's on Animal Boy. It's on Animal Boy. It's on Animal Boy. Ooh, ah, ee, ooh, ah. Ooh. <laughs> and then after the credits, he's still alive going, ooh, ah, ee, ooh, ah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, oh, shit. So you got that. Um, then you have like these, I don't know, you have like, it's just been like, there's so many different. Like, you know, prisms through which, you know, vampire movies come like you have something where like it's all about inclusion. And the one that you think of right off the bat is Lost Boys, right? Come okay. on, Michael, be one of us, Michael, blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, come join us and be a Lost Boy, too. And the idea of the Lost Boys have nothing to do with Peter Pan and everything to do with 
you know, becoming a vampire. I, I love that. I love that notion. Uh, are you a fan of the Lost Boys, Chris? I am. I am. Hey, Velvet, Velvet Watch Band is in the house as well. What's going on? The Velvet Watch Band. What's up, Velvet Watch Band? Yo, yo. How you doing? Um, star-studded cast tonight. Star-studded cast. I'm, I'm happy about that. And, you know, the there's a band, a punk band. They take their name from the Lost Boys called Death by Stereo. Takes their name from that very messy death. Um, Ballad thinks yep, that, that Jason Patrick would have played a mean-ass Jim Morrison in a biopic. He, he was a cast at one point. I mean, that film went through so many hands and so really? many incarnations, but he was a cast at one point. That, that makes was sense. During, that was right that around was the during time. 87, yeah. Yeah, it was right around that time. Of that was all the be. talk. He, he was the, he, he was the uh, whatchamacallit, he, he was the rage at the time, you know, from Lost Boys made him a, made him a household name. You know, you know who uh, who Oliver Stone originally wanted. Who? Ian Ashbery of the Cult. Really? That yeah. would have been weird. I listen. Well, I'm ultimately he's a weird, dude. I'm happy that they took that they put Val Val Kilmer. He was perfect for that role. I don't oh, care. No, he, was he was fantastic. You never thought until you saw it, and then you were like, Jesus Christ, where has he been all this time? It was great. Right. You yeah. never would have considered him for that. And you yeah. were blown away. Right. I I know it's you. Um absolutely. He really is a he is a good actor. And he's great in um a, a film that never gets talked about, The Ghost in the Darkness. Phenomenal film that Oh yeah, no, I love that film. I love that film. <laughs> it's like a buddy cop movie, but in like in like Africa hunting and, and they're hunting lions, like you know. That's that's a true account too. Yeah, it's a true story about a man-eating lion. Um, but but vampires, you know, what's uh what what did you like Stakeland? Were you a big Stakeland guy? I enjoyed Stakeland. Okay, I, I did. You know, he's and I can't think of his name right now, so I know I'm gonna mess it up. But our main guy in that, I Amos... like the fact. No, Dima, Nick. Nick. Being, uh, whatever, I'm gonna mess it up. Yeah. Um, I he's one of the few guys out there who's doing independent film. Yeah. They're worth watching. You know, he yeah. he does it with big scope. He does it with a lot of love. Mulberry Street. You, you Mulberry ever saw Street was great. Yeah. Friggin' great, dude. For sixty grand, they made Mulberry Street. Sixty grand that movie. Exactly. <laughs> sort of half vampire, half zombie film. But with rats, yeah, they're rats, rats, rats dude. Aesthetic. Oh, it's they're great. like, yeah. What a what a what an interesting uh, take on that, and they just did it for nothing. Um, I know, if, I know something. It's considered one of Wes Craven's big blunders, but I think it's great, and I wish that it got more love. Is, Brooklyn. Yeah, man, I like it. It's just a. It's just like Eddie Murphy's. Like, look, I want to do the story of Dracula, and I want to do it my Eddie Murphy way. And, you know, Eddie Murphy was, well, was it a was, It was supposed to be, obviously there was some humor in it, but it was what it was. The problem was it was marketed as an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Right. So everybody was expecting a fall out of your seat comedy. And that's not even the, the poster. The poster yeah. looks like that. It's you know? not the movie they made. It's, not the it's like Eddie Murphy's like, you know, like it's not, it's a victim of marketing. It's a victim yeah. of marketing. I agree. You know, 
I agree. I'll just say that because it has its flaws. It is what it is, but it's a victim of the studio marketing system. And then Metro was the same way, not to get off topic, but Metro was yeah. the same way. Metro is more of a serious cop film. And they market it as a, look at how stupid and funny he is. You see the trailer. That's not the movie you get. Um, question. Uh, oh, okay. We have a question here from Jody. He's asking about From Dust to Dawn. We talked about From Dust to Dawn, but let's touch on it again because it's. I think it's a very important vampire film to both of us. And yeah. Um, I'll say this. This is what I want to say, and then I'll let Chris say what he wants to say. What I want to say is I think, first of all, I think From Dust to Dawn is one of the best vampire films out there. It's one of my favorite vampire films out there. It's one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino films out there. And the thing that makes the and I have to repeat this. This is redundant because we said in the first episode, but it fits because this is the vampire episode. What makes From Dust to Dawn work so perfectly is, A, it is the proto-grindhouse before we got Grindhouse, 10 years later, we have two filmmakers teaming up to give us a double feature within the same film. The first hour, around 61 to 62 minutes, it is just pure Tarantino crime thriller. We're bank robbers, and we have to get south of the border. And then the moment that they hit the bar, the titty twister, all of a sudden, it becomes desperado with vampires and things go off the rails and you get that full Robert Rodriguez action packed, like shoot him up in a bar sort of thing that he had been doing. So it's like taking Pulp Fiction, maybe not Pulp Fiction, I don't know, somewhere maybe like the, the stuff you don't see of Reservoir Dogs, like okay. not, not Reservoir Dogs, but the stuff you don't see of Reservoir Dogs and taking Desperado and adding vampires. And, and fun fact for all you fiends out there, from dusk till dawn was a supposed to be a tales from the crypt movie like an actual tales from the crypt movie and changed and b the story was conceived by special effects guru robert kurtzman of kmb he thought it up the guy who was the original seth gecko was uh joe what's his last name chris from day of the know. dead from day of the dead captain Rose. oh my god joe patillo yeah, Joe Patillo was the original Seth Gecko, and they filmed a teaser. Yeah, they filmed a teaser for it in 1991. Then he gives the story to Quentin Tarantino, does the ear-cutting-off effect in Reservoir Dogs for free in exchange for the for a, a written draft. So Tarantino writes that story, and then Robert Rodriguez eventually comes in. It was originally supposed to be for Kurtzman to direct. He did do the special effects Right. And you see Tom Savini is in it, as well as Greg Nicotero is also in the film briefly. And it's just, like I said, it's a masterpiece, man. I, I love every, that film does not have a single bad bone in its body, if you're asking me. And the last thing I'll say before I shut the fuck up, I swear I'm about to, is that I had the privilege of showing that movie to someone blind in the year 2007, who had nice. never seen that film, a girl I was dating at the time, had never seen the film, had no idea that there were going to be vampires. And it was awesome. To, like, watching it was like, the, 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 was second to watching her watch the film, to watch her expression. And we are going to talk about Fright Night in a minute. Go ahead, Chris. Shut the fuck okay. up. Um, for me, I love it on two levels. You know, I enjoy it just 
as the vampire film it's a it's a good time it's a fun time it's different because it puts you in a different place that you're not normally at you know i love the idea of the aztec uh temple you know that's good stuff love it, love it. so i just i i enjoyed it and i had a great time with it but on top of that the stuff in the first half mainly the richie stuff like richie with the bank teller yeah you know that whole love that scene the discovery of the body scene from editing to the tone to the dialogue is fucking perfect and yeah. it was unsettling then it still is unsettling for me to watch now it's yeah fucking horrid yeah and that's like the main scene you have then you have the juliet scene where he's you know hey richie would you eat my pussy for me because he's <laughs> fucking crazy and yeah you know you're just you know it's not happening you're just like he's out of his mind and it's really unsettling and then so stuff flips you know now we have the vampires out there and it's all crazy but you still have that moment of richie as a vampire right it's just like don't touch him and he's looking at him and the way i took the scene is he's he doesn't see the frankenstein looking monster anymore right vampire monster he sees Richie, but Richie still has glowing eyes and fangs. And uh -huh. my brother is a fucking monster. Any way I choose to look at him, he is what he is. And he chooses. Never thought about that. Right Never thought about that. That scene. Loved it. And Loved that. For take. that, it's it's deeply affecting. That um, I've never contextualized it like that, and I think that you nail it right on the head. Uh, before we go to Fright Night, I want to just touch real quick on Hotel Transylvania um, because that third blah, blah, blah. one. Yeah, I've seen. Okay, so I've watched the third one about. I have, I have two small children. I've watched the third Hotel Transylvania probably a hundred times. I never get sick of watching it. It's super it's fun. fun. It's just fun cartoon nonsense to sort of turn off your brain and just enjoy. And, you know, there's a lot of people that like, like, like really hate Adam Sandler. And like, I don't understand why you just have to enjoy, like, you're not going to enjoy, you're not going to enjoy like a bottle of the finest wine with your McDonald's hamburger. You're going to have a Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to know when to turn on an Adam Sandler movie and you're going to have a great fucking time. Like people just don't like, like, don't, don't compare Adam Sandler to other like film, like it's, filmmakers. Just enjoy it for what it is, as Chris exactly. always says, right? He has so. he has a shtick, and that's you know what yep. you're getting when you go in there. So don't sit there and watch it with your arms crossed, going, "Fuck, I thought it was going to be different." You know right. what you're getting. You just so, know it's going to be stupid, uh, and just enjoy the shit that's out of it. What he does, and yep. on the occasion he surprises you, like punch Uncut love or uncut gems. Right, you know, revel in it, but yep, you know what you're getting when you go in, and if you don't, you're an idiot. I um, couldn't agree more. Fright Night. I like Fright Night. I, I like dude, Fright Night masterpiece. One of the best. Yeah. One of the best. Absolutely, one of the best vampire films ever made, bar none, in my opinion. Especially of the eighties. 
Oh, yeah, I agree with you. You had vampires, you had werewolves, you had TV horror hosts, you had all these things that were yep. still prevalent in McDowell. our society at the time. Yep. You know, and if and if they weren't, like if you're watching it now and it's not, you're younger and it's not your time, you can look back and you can see, oh my God, this is That's a little slice like. of what, you know, being a horror fan used to be like. But, um, you know. But yes, right off the bat. a great cast. Um, but right off the bat, hmm. you have like, it's like when you think about what the setup is, it's like, hey, how about if we take Alfred Hitchcock's rear window yeah, and then fucking make him a vampire instead of a killer. I never <laughs> like that. Yeah. Head explode, head explode. Good. Like, that's what it is. It's literally the story of rear window, but my next door neighbor is a vampire and we have to prove that he's a vampire. And it's just like, like Oh my God. It's just, it's just so good and so fun and has a diehard cult following for a good reason. Uh, Chris Sarandon is phenomenal. Everybody's phenomenal. I love oh, yeah. the pathos of Evil Ed, this geeky, dorky character played by Stephen Jeffries, who like you know basically makes the choice to become a vampire. He doesn't have a choice, but but Jerry Dandridge is so diabolical that he makes him think that he has a choice. He makes him like willingly accept his fate, even though he knows what it's going to be. And then he just, man, when he turns like, and he gets the cross burned in his forehead, it's just, it's great, man. It's great. You're so cool, Brewster. You're so cool, Brewster. Uh, we got some comments here. We have some yes. questions here. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to start. So hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm starting up here. Go. So we can stay. Okay. Well, hold on. Tom Savini is sex machine. Amazing. Right. From Ace. Um, the, the 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 sex pistol, the the literal sex pistol, is tongue in cheek awesome. Um, I love that line. I may be a bastard, but at least I'm not a fucking, not a bastard. fucking bastard. So great. Um, K and B did the effects. Uh, Greg Nicotero, uh, yeah. Howard Berger, and Berger, 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 or Berger. I say Berger. Berger. I say Berger. Berger and, and yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Talk Robert, yeah, and Robert Kurtzman, you know, Robert Kurtzman, Howard, and uh, and Greg Nicotero. Yep, and they did yep. a hell of a job, you know, they were the go tos, and they still are, you know, just they charge more money now. <laughs> yes, they did. You um, know? um, Dracula 2000, so I know that passed a little bit ago. I like Dracula 2000 a lot. I love, I love Jared Butler, yeah, I love the idea of what they brought into that because. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but we've seen Dracula done so many times. We've seen so many near faithful adaptions. We've seen stuff way off. Way that was off Dimension, the rails. right? It was. Um, yes, it was. It was different, and it was an interesting take. And I liked it. I like how they tied it all together. It's like, all right, I'll go with you on that. So I have not watched it in 20 week. years. It's you know, it's worth revisiting. And Julia Lewis just. Because Julia Lewis was just thrown out there. Just FYI for you guys, Julia Lewis, big Misfits fan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I always love hearing we're, that we're stuff. We were hanging out at Bank of, uh, Bank of California. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. So remember how I said I watched Hotel Transylvania 3 100 yes. times? Right now, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Noah, 
is obsessed with The Nightmare Before Christmas. She calls it Halloween, and we watch it three times a day. I'm not joking. I have watched Nightmare Before Christmas three times today alone while, you know, because I'm a house husband. And so when I'm with my daughter, that's what we friggin' watch. She's sick right now. So we just had it on all day. It's a master. Nightmare Before Christmas is a friggin' masterpiece in and of itself. And the vampires in it are, are, are pretty funny. I thought he was behind the Cyclops' eye. Oh, my goodness. Jordan, come here. Oh, my God, my son. We're just, oh, my God, come here. Come here. Look, I'm on the internet. Look. Look, come say hello. This is my friend, Chris. And I don't know what you're doing out of bed. Did Ema never came home? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm here. I'm in the basement. You know, I'm always in the basement. It's okay. Listen, uh, Chris, can you fill in the dead air while I go put this little whippersnapper back to bed? Say hi to everybody, Jordan. Say hi. hi, Jordan. Jordan, question. But before you go to bed, can if if I may, Chris, um, I just want to know, Jordan, what is your uh, what's your favorite vampire? Do you have one? Yep. Who? Uh, my daddy's favorite one. What's what's your dad's favorite vampire? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Who. Remember Bella? What about Bella? Who's Bella? Bella Lugosi. I hate him. Why do you hate Bella Lugosi? <laughs> because he scares me a lot, and I thought he was gonna drink my blood. Yeah, there's no vampire that you really like. I show he's seen the original Dracula from 1931. Got him started on the classics. What what vampire is there? Any vampire movie that you can remember that we? What about Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we watched that a lot. All right, say goodnight to everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Okay. All right. Let good me night, go tuck Jordan. this kid. In. Let me go tuck this in kid in real quick. Uh, Chris, take All over right. for a minute. Go for it. Um, let's see here. So Vincent Price, I got to meet Vincent Price. This was 90, 89 or 90. I was, uh, I was going to East LA college and Tim Burton was there. And obviously this is at the height of Tim Burton rage. It was 90 because it was post Edward Scissorhands, um, pre, uh, Batman returns. And, um, he's hanging out there. He's doing the Vincent Price documentary and working at the Vincent Price art gallery that we have there. I guess we still have it there. So um, Tim was super cool. He introduced me to Danny Elfman, who was great, and we hung out for most of the day. Um, he's yeah, he was very accommodating. He's just like, hey, hang out, whatever. And it's like I'm like class or Batman guy. So I I hung out, but he told me that Vincent was coming down like the following day or a couple of days later. So I waited, and Vincent came, and I was too nervous to go up to Vincent Price myself. His wife had just died the previous Tuesday. So I I didn't want to go up to him, but I really wanted to meet him. And of all people, Danny Elfman took me over. He doesn't know me very well at all. He took me over and he introduced me to Vincent Price. And it was one of the kindest things ever. And I remember um, telling his daughter that he had done that. And she's like, my my dad is so awkward. Um, like at parties and stuff, you know, I have to literally take him around and introduce him to people, you know, so that he'll talk to people. <laughs> and she loved hearing that, that, you know, 20 something, 30, oh my God, 30 years ago, whatever, her dad did it for somebody else. 
it was it was great. Uh, I am in charge. Look at that, Ace. Get on here. We'll we'll pull you the show. Pass you some rum, Jody. It's good stuff. You gotta you gotta find a friend in France to send you some because it's really good. Let's see. Danny Elkman's a great guy, Bella. He really, really is. You know, we were um, over there shooting some stuff at his house. Um, well, Molly was. That's his daughter. And that's where I met her the first time. And he came home. Um, I didn't bring it. It was an old story. I didn't bring it up. But again, very, very kind, and very interesting, and very fun to be around. So I can't say enough good things about him. But. Let's see what else we got here. Yes, Nightmare Before Christmas. Try to watch it every year. Saw it like four times in the theater, but um, I haven't watched it in a bit actually. I would have been interesting to see Vincent Price as Peter. I would have liked to have seen that. Let's see. Yes. Um, let's see. Edward Scissorhands score. Oh yeah, Edward's. All of the Tim Burton scores are good. You know, they put you in a certain mindset. They're very much... They're, they're as much of Danny as they are of Tim Burton. I mean, even Nightbreed is very much Danny Elfman. <laughs> Sally is such a simp. In the best way. In the best way. But as far as uh, vampires are concerned... I don't know, it's, it, 80s, 80s was their last hurrah for vampires, I think. It's the last time they were allowed to be interesting without without having that interview with a vampire action sort of tainting who they are or who they're supposed to be or who they want to be. And so it's, uh, it's difficult for me to enjoy stuff later. Like, I watched... Um, Salem's Lot last week. Um, and it's great. It's still great. For a TV movie, it's got more to offer than anything vampire-related that I've seen probably in the past 15 years. But that's just how I feel about that. Um, what we do in the shadows is fun, Daniel. It's I like that. Because it's you know what? I'll watch anything so long as you give me an interesting take on it. And it's it's different. It's fun. I have zero friends thus far. That is what Instagram is for, Joey. Get on it. I like that. Beans. That is hilarious. But... Honestly, I mean, I started off with Universal, like everyone else, they used to play twice a year, like April and October on channel, I want to say channel five. So, you know, Dracula, obviously was my first vampire and every, every vampire is Dracula. But I have trouble going back to the Universal spell. I just, they don't hold up for me. And then, um... From a set design standpoint, they do, but as an overall film, every movie ends and I'm just like wanting more. You know, it doesn't it doesn't fulfill me. 
Too sexy can be annoying in a vampire movie sometimes. This, you know, let's see, what we do in the shadows is so relatable. This coming from someone who's very sexy, that's not fair. That's not fair about it. Just saying. What's up, Chris? How long have you known Glenn? Like, close 10 years. Overall, I don't know, 25 since about 80, 80. Since about 94, 96, somewhere around there. Yo, what's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? Um, yeah. Okay, so hopefully All my good? son. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know where my wife is. She stepped out and my son woke up. So he's in bed now. He's okay. Um, but he might come back down. Hopefully he will not. Um, so where were we? What were we talking about? Um, I don't know because I was talking about other stuff since, so I oh, lost shit. my train of thought. Well, yes, okay. So let's talk. Okay, let's start here. I know Chris isn't a Stephen King fan, unless you already answered this. But what about Salem's Lot? I like Salem's Lot. My 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 bitch is not Stephen King movies. My bitch is Stephen King books. Stephen King filtered through other people. Generally, I like. I like Salem's Lot because it's Toby Hooper being Toby Hooper. Right. You know. Right. So I enjoy it. What about Return to Salem's Lot, where they have to oh write the Vampire God. Bible? I try to. It's some. It's it's some hot shit. <laughs> um, nope. That's Larry Cohen, nope. right? It is, but you know, not everything he did was good. <laughs> no, that's. I agree. Not everything he did you was know, good. It had good ideas, but the the design for the vampires themselves killed it for me. Above all else. Hey, 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 Winston Smith, I have not seen Midnight Mass yet. Come on. Come Still? on. Yeah, I'm waiting. No spoilers about Midnight Mass. What what are you waiting for? Because it's a mini series and I'm only watching movies for October for thirty one days of Halloween. You know there this already. Twenty-four usable hours in every day. I, not, not in my world. What are you crazy, my I lord? Oh, what about um, what about I put this on the thumbnail because I love it and it's never talked about. Um, we have Jim Carrey in Once Bitten is a really fun coming of age vampire, like rated G vampire. Sex romp. Sorry. All you. All me. All you. Never watched it. Oh my god, it's so great. I'm a big fan. You absolutely should watch it. And to see Jim Carrey, there's this dance where he has to like friggin' fight. You know the the girlfriend and the the vamp vampirist. I guess that's what you would call her. Are fighting over Jim right. Carrey, and they do this choreographed dance at this '80s Halloween party. And 80s Halloween Lauren high school Hutton. party, and it's really great. Is that who it is, Lauren uh, Hutton? She's great in it. They're, that's they're Lauren Hutton. Um, George Hamilton is Love at First Bite. Right, right. He plays Dracula in that. Yes. Gateway vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect – Ace is right. That's the perfect <laughs> way to put it. Uh, Ruth thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I'm not wearing a costume. 
Yeah, we actually, you missed it, Ballad. We talked about 30 Days of Night already, but yes, we kind both love it. Too. Yeah. yeah, we actually really went into it. Um, the books, Winston thinks that Steve King's books smash the movies. And... My thing is, since Winston is new, or at least I haven't seen him before, characterization is fantastic. They're living, breathing people. You care about yep. them. But the endings don't hold up. And that's, for me, my problem. Don't take me through four, six, eight hundred pages. And I'm loving these people. And it doesn't go anywhere. Ooh, it's a spider. Because then I'm mad. You know, that's time I'm not going to get back. Um, you know, I was one vampire film that really left me frustrated was Only Lovers Left Alive which is some hipster vampire shit from Jim Jarmusch. And I really like Jim Jarmusch a lot. I love Jim Jarmusch films, but I was just really annoyed with Only Lovers Left Alive. I just felt like the, the I thought the best part of Only Lovers Left Alive was the um the 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 bullet, the wooden bullet. I thought was a really cool concept that that I hadn't seen before. So what it was was a collection of concepts. Yeah. <laughs> More than a film. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Actually, that's kind of a good way to put it. Actually, um, you know, because it's just like, it's just like, like, you know, that doesn't make a movie. You still need a story in order to make it a movie, and that's what that movie will teach you. Same thing with, um, same thing with his other one, The Dead Don't Die. It's like, ooh. Zombie Iggy Pop, like you, you sold me with zombie, zombie Iggy Pop, and then you watch the movie and it has like every great actor in it, and they just it's infuriatingly bad, like it's not good. And I love Jim Jarmusch, I really do. I appreciate him as a filmmaker. I respected the shit out of him, but his genre entries have not been good. Very frustrating. He sort of you have this a lot. You have this a lot with guys like him and of his ilk. Because they know so many people, they will get films made because they have so many names attached. Right. But it's because they know all these people <laughs> because the script on its own doesn't hold water to save its life. They're not filmmakers and they really don't have to learn to be better filmmakers. They get shit done. Why? Because I could bring in Iggy Pop and Johnny Depp and Right. Uh oh. You know, you're in Hollywood. So, why do I need to learn to be better? It's like it's like the Kevin Smith syndrome. Only, obviously, their friend pool is a lot better than Kevin's, but Kevin suffers from the same thing. It's, I don't have to learn to actually be a filmmaker. I just use all my friends. Stick. Yeah, with my, uh -huh. with I my use friends. My, friends my, same, my same two friends that get get movies made for me <laughs> and are three and this is my shtick it's what people expect from me let's talk about blade for a minute because blade blades are really blade important is, vampire film. blade is extremely important i didn't think it would be but it is it is it's super important so, because well look, why don't you talk about blade i'll talk about blade too okay Blade was, I mean, one, the fact that Blade was a minor character with ridiculous goggles. 
Yeah. Had his bandolier strap full of uh, wooden stakes. Wooden stakes, yeah. It was yeah. a ridiculous character. Yep. Um, it worked It worked in the comics. It worked at Tomb of Dracula. Right. Didn't know how it was going to work in a movie. Wesley Snipes was already kind of the guy willing to do anything. You know what? He'd be in any movie. So he had lost some of his clout that he already had. So I didn't go in with a whole lot of hope. I'm like, well, it'll be, I'll be entertained, but I wasn't expected to be blown away the way I was. And it's, and plus the fact that it was based on a Marvel comic, which back then Marvel was absolute shit. Anything based on a Marvel comic couldn't even begin to even want to be a good, <laughs> want to be a good movie. So I, you know, we went. Well, you had the, the the only thing you had for Marvel at that time was the Fantastic Four movie. No, we also had Captain America. It, right, and Captain America, which I loved. I always loved you that know, Captain America, I hate that, that Red movie. Skull. I wanted oh, I love to. that movie. What Italian Red Skull? Yeah, he's great. And it's like, <laughs> I oh, wanted to. Wait, so there was a red rat that turned him into a red skull? What? How it did that so, happen? It was so, so weird. Dumb. But Blade Blade came out. We went, and I remember seeing it. Uh, in the valley, and it was funny because Tracy Lords was at that screening just with some friends going to see the movie again. So that was, you know, that was neat just because I knew she was there in the theater. But um, it was a good, t- you know, it was a good time, and he showed, look, we can make this character work, and everything about it was interesting. All the concepts were fresh. Not necessarily super new, but they were presented in a fresh way. And everything, even the martial arts was good because it was martial arts the way martial arts is done, not martial arts for Hollywood or for the camera. So everything about it was, in a way, kind of groundbreaking. And it works. Yeah. I, I have to, man, I want to I wanna weigh in on this, actually, as well. I have to go, agree. Go. Uh, because They it, create it, a whole world. Th- not only do they create a whole world, but, like, yeah, they first of all they establish like yeah they establish that that like in a way it's kind of like doing the Matrix before the Matrix like there's the world underneath that. the world right like right. that you don't even realize what's actually going on like in the same way that human beings are are, are, are batteries for robots it's like you don't realize that you are all living in this giant like livestock you know exchange that is the world and like that the vampires are feeding on you literally and then you got blade and yes as you said they they added martial arts but the other element that they added they're like let's give blade a sword let's give him this really cool fucking sword because that's not in the comics either but they give him this sword that allows him to kill vampires They're like let's make the vampires die in really cool ways um just like all this sort of all this mythology around the vampire blood god, Stephen Dorff is awesome as Deacon Frost, and I wish that he didn't die. I want him in in a way. I almost wanted him to come back in the third film, like because then what happens is we get one of the finest examples along with aliens and what was the other example that we talked about the other day. Um, in terms of taking like a world and making it bigger or taking things to the next level, I'm trying was to think. It T, was it T2? Might have been T2. Might have been T2. But, but Blade 2, they bring in Guillermo del Toro and he's like, How about we make vampire vampires? And it's like, What? 
It's like, yeah, there are vampires that are the vampires of vampires, and they feed on vampires. And so now the vampires and the humans so have good. to team up. And you're just like, and they have a completely different biology, and they have like a bone encased heart. I'll never forget that. Their heart is encased in bone to keep them from, you know, and then there's like the whole, there's like this weird, you can be made as a vampire or you're born as a vampire. And the ones that are born as vampires look down upon the one, the vampires that are made as vampires. And that like, it just is a really interesting sort of mythology that they set up and they just really blow it wide open. Then they have blade has to team up with a vampire hunting team uh, that includes Ron Perlman and a very young Norman Reedus as friggin' um, Norman Reedus plays for everybody knows Dale from The Walking Dead was Daryl. Yeah, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. That's what I meant to say. Daryl from The Walking Dead is in Blade 2 and he plays, he's kind of like a Judas. It's just friggin' great, man. It really is. And they tried to do it again with the third one and it didn't work as well, though we did get. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I'm not going to say it because it's just going to get our video in trouble, but he has the best phrase. He say, he calls someone a thunder, C-U-N-T. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I He's, laughed out I loud. I like that theater. film. Hannibal I like King. that third film. His name yep. is Hannibal King in the in the thing, too. He's got a weird-looking beard. It's from It's from the comics. Yeah, and then... You know, I see someone... Well, hold on. I want to talk about Van Helsing because I think this movie gets a lot of hate and it's so fucking fun. But before we sucks. get... No, it doesn't okay. suck. And we're I'm about to argue the shit out of this right now. But before okay. we get there, yeah. before we get okay. there... So then here's the thing. Blade shows us that Marvel movies have... Or that Marvel IP has the ability to be transformative in a cinematic medium. That it doesn't have to be. And then we see the extreme of that with those X-Men movies. Oh, no, you can't have them wearing weird, funky costumes. Put them in leather. You know, that's like the extreme end of the spectrum. We're going to completely adapt and transform this into a cinematic medium perfectly. But it starts with Blade. And I think Blade is that real happy sort of middle ground where they're like, they take a character who's kind of not goofy, but, you know, like over the top sort of, you know, what we said about Blade, Tomb of Dracula, and then sort of modernized him and, like you said, added the kung fu aspects. I mean, the end of the movie is a, it's a samurai sword fight. I mean, it's so cool. You're not expecting that in a vampire film. Very um, true, very true. And this is before Versus, you know? So, well, Versus was zombies, but whatever. You get, you get my point. Um, and then Van Helsing is absolutely so – I saw somebody say Van Helsing is absolutely – I when I first saw it, I was like, this movie is a hot pile of garbage, and I hated it. And then I caught it on TV some many years later. By the way, same director as The Mummy, same director as Deep Rising. Um, I caught it many, many years later on some channel, or maybe it was even streaming – and I had a fucking ball, like a ball, man. I just, you know, you uh, you can't take it seriously. You have to treat it as what it is and talk about atmosphere and sort of trans transporting you to a place with all of these mythological creatures. It finds a way to incorporate 
werewolves and Frankenstein and Dracula and Dracula's brides in a way that works so well. And he's like hunting for Dr. Jekyll at the beginning. And they just turn Van Helsing into a secret agent. And it's just really, really, really fun. I have I, I, that movie. That movie really is awesome in my book, truly. So I don't know when the last time you watched it, Chris, but you really need to. I don't know when I bought it on Blu-ray because again, yes, I'll buy shit like that. <laughs> It'll be better. It's five. It's five bucks. Fuck it, I'll buy it. And so yes, I do own it. It's got Kate Beckinsale. Why would I not own it? She's great. She's great in it. She's great in it, man. And then what do they do? Keyword here is as Ace Van Johnson is saying. Keyword Johnson. Sorry, Johnson. My bad. Um, what Ace is saying? Fun. F U N. It's a fun movie. That's all we need, man. That's all we need. Ballad's right. No one has tried to do that all-encompassing monster world since Van Helsing. You know, it's like that was the last time that they really tried to to strike out. And now they're trying again. They're going to do some sort of dark universe. So we'll see. No, they keep they they keep trying to keep failing. I don't know if that's going to happen now. I hope that it happens. I, I want Tom, it to happen. Tom Cruise, through no fault of his own, that movie killed the dark universe. Didn't see it. I don't mind it. I, again, I have it. I don't know. I, didn't I was told I it was more of an action film than it is. It's a, a complete film. action film, but we knew that going in. They said, we're going to do action movies. We're not going to do horror because they were afraid that that wasn't going to sell. Yeah. Yeah, Chris is so. right. There was no creature in the film, but the creature, I don't know. I just really, I, I just really like it. I, the I really, really gets like a it. bum rap, poor guy. He does. He really does. Although I love that video online. Have you seen it? Where he's like, fuck this and fuck that. Yes. yes. So good. Whoever it's thought of that. Fuck give... this fan somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who thought of that? It's just so genius. It's, it's so great. It's funny. It's good stuff. Um, wait, somebody else mentioned there was another vampire film that just came. Oh, let the right. Let's talk about let the right one in now. I think okay. that's important. Um, do you want to start? I, I I know you've seen it. Do you? Don't tell me nope. you don't like it. What? I just no. I just don't care. Go and I will. I will retort as appropriate. Can we? We should start doing memes in my face when Chris says something that really upsets me when I go like this. Dude, that'd be a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I so. Let the Right One In is another film that sort of I, – I don't know if you'd call it a watershed film, but it's kind of like a watershed film in the sense that you it basically all of that pathos that we were talking about with vampires basically gets sort of recontextualized in a really, really disturbing way that we've never seen before. Like we've never seen anything like what Let the Right One In attempts to sort of True. convey and True. you know what you end up getting what what you end up getting to far more disturbing than some some of the stuff that's happening is some of the stuff that's not happening that you don't see like for instance uh, uh, spoilers giant spoiler if you haven't seen the film you should watch this film giant spoiler that friggin um a that this is not it's the, the this it's a little I, I, what would you call this um what do you call it when you are have been castrated what is it what is the term Castration. <laughs> no there's a term for 
you when you've been castrated. Basically, this little boy is masquerading as a Munich, right? Like there's some sort of eunuch situation because that's what would happen to to eunuchs would would be would be castrated for for whatever purpose, whatever reason. And that's what happened to this character who's now presenting themselves as um, a little girl. And it's a movie about just absolute unrestrained loneliness and then finding someone within the loneliness and there's just a lot of pathos. And here's the thing that disturbed me about this so more than anything. As I said, and it's a great example, if you are a screenwriter, if you are into like telling stories, here is an example of saying more by not saying anything at all or just leaving some stuff unsaid but implied. And what is implied here, I don't know if you felt this way, Chris, but – the 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 eunuch the, the 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 little girl she is she has a caregiver who is a much 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 older man mm-hmm. and at some point and and the older man helps her to get blood he you know he he basically slaughters victims and and extracts the blood for her so that she doesn't have to like venture out and then eventually when she meets another little boy or he gets caught. Actually, I forget what happens. Something happens, and the old man ends up killing himself. But yep. here's what is implied in that narrative, in the story. The old man was not always an old man, but once was a young boy, just like the young boy that she has met, and realizes yep. now that he's about to be replaced and that his deep love for this little girl, which dates back to when he was a small boy and and ran off with her, like, is now reached its end because she's not turned him into a vampire and he's super old. And so because he so loves this this vampire, he 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 does himself in in a very gruesome way, and little Oscar becomes her new companion. But what's left unsaid is that one day Oscar Oscar is not really a companion as much as he is basically a a caretaker a you know in 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 uh, in the making, and that yeah. this little girl is not a little girl at all, but like an extremely old person who has lived a very long time, but even communicates and expresses themselves as a little girl as well. Well, isn't that what every vampire-centered character study is? It's the exploration of immortality versus mortality. Let the right one in, Ace. It's called Let the Right One In. Um, It's, you know, the hunger did the same thing. Yes. Yes, I mean, they were vampires, but for some reason it just wouldn't, wouldn't keep with them. It wouldn't take with them. And they would age eventually. Right. So she has this whole attic full of former lovers who are still alive and rotting in those bodies. And, so you know, scary. David's going to be up there too. And there's nothing you can do about it unless, you know, you kill them. Right. It was, it was horrifying. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just, a, it's a really sad story. It's sad on numerous levels, not just, her loneliness isn't the only thing that's sad, but Oscar, the little boy, his loneliness is just as sad. 
And what what's sat, what's the saddest thing of all is that she we don't know, we never find out if she really cares for him or not, that she's just needs a new caretaker and that he is going to grow into that role. And that is what and it's never said. This is never said yeah, it's you up just to interpretation. watch it. It's, it's just right. But it's there. I mean, it's 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 the writing is on the wall, if you if you ask me. If you ask me. So um I never saw that one. Ballad says the two thousand two thousand made for TV horror comedy. Mom's got a date with a vampire. Sounds like Lost Boys. Max. I love it when Max turns. He's such a goofy vampire. He, yeah, he is. It's always the one. Yeah, he goes. Hey. <laughs> he's like. He's like. I uh, still love you, Lucy. Yeah, I still love you, Lucy. And I've been to that house too. That. I've been to yeah. that house too. Where is that at? That's in Santa Cruz. Okay. As a matter of fact, the beginning of Us, Jordan Peele's Us, mm. takes place at that same amusement park where The Lost Boys takes place. All at Santa Santa Cruz. The, the movie Us. Yeah. You, well, he, he keeps enunciating it because he knows I hate Jordan Peele. Fuck that hat. What? what? I didn't know you. I didn't know you hated. What? You hate Jordan Peele? That don't even start. They send you know what Blum, Blumhouse always sends me all their press shit for Jordan Peele shit, and I know it's somebody there going. Chris is black. <laughs> send him that stuff. Make sure he's on the dude, list, dude. So, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Jordan Peele do a vampire film. It would. I want to see Jordan Peele fucking awesome. die. But okay. No, stop it. Stop it. All right, moving on. Moving on. Here's a here's a film a that doesn't get. That's a whole other two hours. We're gonna have a Jordan Peele episode and, and just fight Ooh. it out. Do get the fuck out. Um, yeah, Santa, <laughs> Santa Carla, murder capital of the world. All these damn vampires. Um, wh- who's seen Shadow of the Vampire? Thank you, Ballad. And oh, I have. I have. It is <laughs> fucking masterpiece. And yes, it is. You know, if you wanted to arrest the Academy. For crimes against humanity, you could arrest them for not nominating Willem Dafoe and allowing him to win an Oscar for his portrayal as Max Shrek, playing Max Shrek, who's a vampire that is pretending to be human, playing a vampire in <laughs> F.W. Murnau's uh, Nosferatu, yes. pr- produced by Nicolas Cage. And you know what? Another reason why I respect the fuck out of Nicolas Cage, because he genuinely cares for movies and art and shit, and he's like, I don't need to have my name associated with the marketing of this film at all. He's just happy to get it made and let it be its own thing. It doesn't have to be a Nicolas Cage extravaganza, and you have to dig deep to know that that is a Nicolas Cage film. And I just respect the fuck out of him so much that he, like, would do that. That he's not trying to be like, you know, because he's a big fan of German Expressionalism film. And um, the idea is just, it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. Nosferatu, iconic film. Let's make a movie about the making of the movie, but what if Max Schreck was actually a vampire? And it speaks to the story that is expanded upon with Klaus Kinski in Nosferatu, the vampire, where he's talking about how he doesn't even remember his life. Willem Dafoe, and he's like, I don't remember what it is to drink wine or to pick out a good cheese. It's just such a great little soliloquy about 
immortality. Immortality, exactly. And the, exactly. you know what it is to be a vampire. I mean, there's all the the stuff that you think about that's bad. And there's all the perks, but there's the shit you don't think about, which pretty much is in almost every vampire film. I don't eat. I don't drink. You know, right. I can't. I can't digest it. Right. Those are all those little things that you lose out on the taste of whatever, the taste of a good meal that you love. You can't have that anymore. Right. The taste of wine, the taste of whatever. That's soda, the pathos. Liquor, whatever. You lose that. And the fact that you grow old and anybody that you do happen to bond with is going to die. It's, well, do I turn them into what I am? Uh, that's That's an iffy proposition at best. Or... I can watch them grow old and die. Everybody around me. So right, it's it's a fucked up position to be in if you really think about it. The possibilities for it to be a bad existence for eternity are endless. Yeah, yeah. You you just don't know. You don't know how it's gonna you know turn out for you, and you might wind up in a really bad situation. Tell me, have you ever seen Blood and Donuts from nineteen ninety five? Yep. With David Cronenberg, yeah, interesting, saw it. interesting little film. Has uh, different. Concrete Blonde is uh, on the soundtrack. Uh, the New Orleans song, which is about um, interview with a vampire. <laughs> yeah, it's about yes, it is about interview with a vampire. Actually, yeah. yes, yes. It seems to me that for you, you're you're a big fan of Anne Rice vampires. That's your that seems to be your bag. Am I wrong? Where'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just because I just feel like you really fucking love Entry the Vampire. No. I I I love the movie. <laughs> so I've I've thumbed through the books, but I respect them and I respect how much she put into all these books. I mean, they are dense and I love that. Yeah. Again, creating a world in a way that's easy for you to tap into. As opposed to some other worlds like Imagica or Dune, which it's almost work, you know. Interview is very easy to tap into. Um, um, so I do, I like that. What about okay? One film that we have not spoken about. Oh, Innocent Blood. I have not seen Innocent Blood. Actually, I was thinking about watching it for this really? thirty-one. Yeah, never seen it. That's um, that's John Landis, right? Yeah. Yeah, never seen yeah. it. Watch it. It gets a lot. It got a lot of shit back then because everybody was like, "All he's doing is making American Werewolf in London again, but with a vampire," which I don't think is fair. I really hate um, John Landis, by the way. Like, really hate him a lot. Hate him with a passion. Awesome. Is it personal? Uh, is it what? work-related? Personal? No. No. It's it's really over what happened with uh, Twilight Zone movie. I just that's hate... work. That's work related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I fucking hate him for that. Like, I legitimately think he's a terrible human being, and I hate him, and I just hate him so much. And I hate his son too, but I really hate him. Like, I just don't like Max, that dude. <laughs> Max looks like um, Gary Shanley. He okay. So first of all, I just want to say for those of you, I don't, we won't go into it now. But basically, John Landis is the responsible for the death of two small underage children and basically just got away with it for being famous. And I just like it. I just really here's the thing. I love John Landis movies. I love American Werewolf in London. Friggin masterpiece. 
you know, I love coming to America. I love, you know, I, I don't, I like John Landis movies, but John Landis, his voice annoys the shit out of me. And he, um, I hate his attitude and I hate that he got away with literal murder and he just pisses me off. And that's, that's the honest truth. I just don't like him, but I will still watch innocent wow. blood. Wow. Well, yes, watch it. I probably dislike John Landis more than you dislike Jordan Peele. How about that? Yeah. You gotta stop taking that so personal. I, I, I you just let it read eat at your soul. No, I, I read the whole account and it just made me so mad. It made me like, like, like super pissed off. Um, but let's segue now into near dark. Okay. Which is which has some of the coolest vampires that ever existed. Ever, ever in the history of vampires. And one of the best vampires seen ever. Yes, in the bar. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. You know, and the vampire myth- say. The, the mythology in that movie is kind of stupid, but what makes that movie last, like the lasting power that movie has, is all comes down to Bill and Lance and Homer and um, I forget the other the girl from uh, Ramirez. Uh, uh, yeah, Vasquez. Is Skez, Skez, not Squez. Squez. You're yeah, fired. They're all in. Vasquez. They are all in Aliens together, which is just yep. so cool to me. It's a great. It's a great film. You it know. Is. Um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. But um, Homer. Yeah, that, that kid, that Josh. You know who? You know who he? Thank you. know who he is. Um, he's a director now, right? Well, forget what the fuck he does. Who is he? Uh, we just talked about his brother. What? Jason Patrick is his brother. <laughs> what? Oh what? wait, wait, wait! What? You don't know who his dad is? What? You don't know who his dad is? Somebody with the name Patrick? I don't know. Who? Dami, no, no, Dami. Father Karras. Oh my god, yes, I knew that. They're half they're half brothers. They oh my god, mom. that's Jason Patrick's dad. Yeah. Yo I don't know who's whose dad, but they're half brothers, they're related. Somebody has a different mom or a different dad. I don't remember. All right, Josh. But yeah. They're brothers. Okay, that is fucking okay. That that boggles my mind. First of all, that kid is also in a little known film that is one of my favorite oh, films of all kid. time. Fucking Rivers Edge. No, not he is in Rivers Edge. He's in a film called Meet the Hollowheads. Oh my god! I will, which is Juliet Lewis's first film, and wow. I will Bobcat Goldthwait or whatever his name is. He's in it. Um, John Glover is in it. Uh, and basically, the only way to describe Meet the Hollowheads, it was direct. It's the director. He only did one movie. This is he worked on Planet of the Apes films. He's a special effects guy who directed okay. one movie, and this film is fucking just amazing. It's basically live action Jetsons episode Ooh. where the boss comes to dinner, but directed by David Lynch, and no, in the future. And it is I, – I just can't say enough about this film. It's one of my favorite cult films. Got to check it out. We'll talk. We'll do a cult episode someday. We'll talk, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, that kid – 1999. 
Fuck yeah. A gr- another great movie with pra- Pam Greer. Stacy Keach is in that one, um, which is supposed to be the sequel to 1984. Yeah. Which also um, has Ronnie McDowell. Bradley Gregg from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, he's in that. He, he's the main brother. And then you had Tracy Lynn from Fright Night 2 huh. that sort Whoa. of dropped off the face of the planet after that. Yeah, it's 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 a good time, dude. Packed. Um, another vampire film that sort of before Marvel there was film. before exactly. there was From Dust Till Dawn, there was Vamp with Grace Jones. Oh, Chris right? Peace and Robert Russler. Yeah. Yeah, that movie is very similar to not not exactly similar, but there's some DNA. What? There's some DNA from from Dustal Dawn in Vamp, I think, for sure. For I sure, to, I have to think about that one. And and Ace, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> what Mark Lester? Yeah, Mark. Um, I class of 1999 was one of those. Uh, like for me, it was like one of the big cyberpunk films. I dug that fucking movie. Love, That's love class of so 1999. Much. So, yeah, it's, it's on Vestron Blu ray. Is it now? Yeah, it's been. I gotta, I gotta check that out. Okay, another vampire film. We talked about Nicolas Cage already, but we didn't talk about Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Which, do you want to take this one? You want to start? <sighs> I just, no, go ahead and start. It's a um, it's I like that movie. I haven't seen Love it in it. years. Love Emma? it. Emma. It's it's really it's just bizarre. There's nothing really to say about it except that the dude thinks it's he's a vampire. Weird. It's it's yeah. basically it's another variation of the Martin thing where where Nicolas Cage basically thinks he's a vampire and he tries to suck somebody's blood with fake vampire teeth, which is fucking hilarious and it's amazing. It's ridiculous. But and, a B C D E F G H. I mean, just one of the greatest batch of I'm sorry. It, it leaves you wondering at the end. It like, does. Is he crazy? Well, obviously he's crazy. Yes, he's but crazy. Was it for no reason or not? And that's what I love about it. Right. It's it's good stuff. Agreed. And and yes, Chris. Yes, she did. Grace Jones. Grace Jones Wait. in Conan, Conan the Destroyer. Oh, she was. Chris I didn't know she was. Chris Conan. knows to make a Conan shout out. He sees the sword behind me. <laughs> um, freaking! I didn't realize that she was in. Um, I really need to watch Conan. Yes, you do, fucker. I will I, at some point. Her character in the comics was a man, and they made it a woman in the movie. Did and that make you mad? Oh, I didn't care. Interesting. It's, it's Very not Conan. Interesting. It's a peripheral character. I don't give a shit. The, did you see Bliss? What did you think of Bliss? I didn't see Bliss. Should check that out. That's I think that's what Joe Joe Bagos. Joe Bagos did that. Oh, okay. Check it out. Check it out. Um, okay. He does, he does good stuff. Crom. Here's another. Okay. Here's a va- here's a vampire film that came out recently. It's an indie, and I want to be nice because. Again, I have a special place in my heart for indie films. You're going to um, have to be because I can't. Which one? Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. The Shed? Yeah, I was going to say The Shed. Wow, you read my mind on that. Woo-hoo. Okay, I was I was rooting for The Shed so hard. I loved the setup, and I just didn't like where it went. And that's just me personally. It just 
It just didn't work for me. I still think everybody should watch it. It was very well, very well received. And I just, here's the thing. I want, here's the thing that I wanted to see with the shed. I wanted to see, I wanted to see like this kid. I basically wanted to see the pit, you know, the pit with the trogs. I wanted to see that go down with the shed. I wanted this guy to basically be like sort of an anti-social crazo who basically like went out of his way to you know uh lure people to the shed and then let them get eaten by the vampire that was living there and let it become a big problem and the movie did not do that at all and that's just my own personal thing that doesn't take away from the movie itself it just did not connect for me in that way the way that i wanted it to um so yeah i like i just have to say that i like that the stuff that we cover is so broad sometimes and with the people that that watch the show i love the fact that we could be talking about anything and everything and somebody will throw out dale bozio which i think four of us know who she is i don't know who she is but i just love that you i just love i love that i love that that tickles your pickle but i don't know who that is Oh, it's um. She was a lead singer for a band, Missing Persons. They were, they were a thing. Okay. Back in the early '80s, nobody walks in LA. No, nothing. Just trust me. Okay. Google it later. Hit her up on YouTube. Watch some stuff. It's good stuff. Oh Um, my God. We talked about Martin. We did talk about Martin Ballard at the beginning. At the beginning. Daniel just hit with razor blade smile. Never seen it. You can't it's, do that to me. You never so, saw Martin. No, you never saw Martin. You can't that was, gasp yeah, at me. Yeah, but that was a that was a choice. Well, Razor Blade Smile is fucking excellent. I enjoyed the shit out of that. I've not seen that in a while. I'm gonna have to dig that out and watch I, it. I will check it out. Okay, what about it's this good. one? Uh, did you see Vampires versus the Bronx? And what did you think of it? I don't know. No, that was on Netflix. That. Yeah, no. Okay, really fun. If it was made in the past 20 years, 15 years, chances are most of the stuff I haven't watched. Anything called Vampire in the Bronx or Versus the Bronx or whatever, I'm not going to watch. Did you watch Jacob's Wife? No. Did you watch? I'm so serious when I say that stuff. That's all your arena. Um, Yeah, but I want to talk. What about Byzantium? 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 Directed by Neil Jordan. yeah, I know. I fell asleep. I tried to watch it like three it okay. times. I I like Gemma. I was all for it because she was in it, and I just I couldn't get into it. It kept putting me to sleep. I tried. Wait, Ballad, what came out on Sci-Fi? Love Romero. What came out on Sci-Fi? Sci-Fi? I don't know what you're talking it on, about. It was on. It was on the other night on Sci-Fi. Rabbit. You know, Rabbit is more like I don't know if you would classify. Go ahead. Rabbit is not, I wouldn't call Rabbit a vampire film. A vampire film. It's more like like a contagion film, maybe. I mean, it's a vampire film in the same sense that something like 28 Days Later is a zombie film. That's actually, wow, that is actually the perfect way 
to describe Rabid. That's the perfect analogy, I think. She's got a dick in her she's got like a dick in her her armpit that like bites people and turns them rabid. A dick in her armpit. Yeah, she has a dick in her armpit. It comes out. That's right. That's right, kids. <laughs> you know, stay away, you know. You're listen, you gotta you gotta dick learning. In. Uh <laughs> did did you see uh, I'm trying to think of like old, 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 old that <laughs> You might have. Oh, well, what about the uh, Underworld series? I know you watched that. Don't pretend like you didn't. I, of course I did. I love those. It's got I am a there. death dealer. I am a death dealer. Um, yeah, it's okay. Underworld's okay. They're, they're fun in the same way the Resident Evil movies are. I was about to Resident say. Resident Evil movies are. They're that's fun. Ex- they are to vampires what Resident Evil is to zombies, I no, think. But the, but the aesthetic is way better. Um, she they have a, is. They have a good look. She's a piece in that as well. Um, that was so popular too. Oh my god, the Underworld series. People loved those oh, movies. Yeah. Well, because that was that resurgence of horror. You know, I still have my little medallion, the the promo metal medallion that looks like her little throwing star thing. I am a death dealer. What is you that know, from? That's that's what Kate Beckinsale says in the trailer. She, she doesn't sound like fucking Johnny death, Rotten, though. I am a death dealer. <laughs> Fearless <laughs> vampire killers. Oh, I yeah, like. with um, uh, Roman Polanski's Fearless Vampire Killers. Yep. Really, really fun. Hold on. Before we get – before we move on. Yes. Before we move on. Okay. Yes, that is Sharon Tate. You're right. Um, the thing that bothered me most about Underworld is that it was kind of billed as Romeo and Juliet with vampires and werewolves, and we did not get that romance. And I was very mad about that. I felt ripped off. So it had a bunch of it had a bunch of things it set up for that you thought it was going to go to in the sequel, but the sequel went in a completely different direction. They made like five of those movies. I know I own them. I, I, I think I only saw the first three. I yes, she all. does look great in Van Helsing. I'm telling you, everybody should rewatch Van Helsing because it's such a fucking fun movie. So fun. So freaking good. Good. God damn it. God damn it. All right, what are we missing here? What are we missing here from, from Vampires? Did we touch on well, all the... We're, no, we're missing a lot of... That's It's an endless thing. You're we're right. Missing a whole... We're missing a whole seventies action. So talk. Again, so talk about that. We should touch on that. Talk about that. Well, again, you have like we briefly discussed before that whole seventies action where they're trying to figure out what to do with horror. All right. they knew were castles and bats and full moons, vampires, werewolves. What do we do? We don't know what to do. So you had that whole era of. Um, Spanish Italian horror and the European horror, Spanish, Spanish and Italy were um, co-financing for a brief period of time, and so it's this weird window of time um, where they were putting together all these vampire films. But it was girls in mini skirts and you know hip huggers with go-go boots wandering into castles, and the vampires looked like traditional. You know, right. opera clothes vampires. It right. Was, um, it was like watching films. I like to look at them as like watching films based on or in the world of 
Marvel's Tomb of Dracula comics. Hmm. Because That's an interesting way all, to put it. All the horror comics during that time, most of them, did the same thing. You had contemporary teens and people dealing with classic supernatural entities as we know them. Right. And they looked away. You know, everybody wandered into a kid. There was a castle in every city. There was a castle up on the hill, you know, and vampires dressed in traditional evening clothes and werewolves and all this kind of cool stuff. But you had all these people in their cool, like mid to late 60s slash early 70s clothes. And so it was a weird marriage. And you only get that on film, again, during that time. And all the vampires were sexy. You know, all the vampire was going to do was like, fuck you and all your friends. But and then, then kill you. And then, and then kill you but as then well. Kill you. But they never whined about it for the most part. You had a few, like Paul Nashie played Dracula in uh, Count Dracula's Great Love, which is a fun fun movie. Um, it's It's got a weird premise. Like the whole, I can only be killed by someone who loves me. It's that, that whole sort of weird plot point. Yeah, so but isn't trying that... To, trying to find women to fall in love with him. So, you know, obviously he has to sleep with every woman he comes across. I kind of want to see that be remade, actually. Like, get a Count modern Dracula's update. Great love. Yeah, I kind of I want to see that get, like, a modern update. We, we need a modern Paul Nashie. Yeah. Paul I mean, Nashie was a god. Make it, make it so. He what about... Almost everybody... What about a movie like uh, I think like one that I saw was like Twins of Evil a couple years back. Twins of Evil is fucking excellent. Yeah, the two they're sisters. They're all based on. They're based on the Karnstein, Camilla. Hmm. They're all they're all Camilla. Um. So you had the first one, which was Vampire Lovers. Mm-hmm. You had the second one, which was Lust for Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you had the third one, which was Twins of Evil. And there was supposed to be a fourth one, um. But hammered. Couldn't come up with the money for it. It was never made. Forget the title right now. I do have the synopsis somewhere, though. Um, but if you look at Vampire Circus, Vampire Circus hints at the... Um, the does that Karnstein have Christopher Lee people. in it? No. No, it does not. Christopher Lee had left by that point. Circus, Circus of Torture. What's the one with torture where he has a whip? Circus, cir- uh, where he has a whip? Yeah. Whip in the body. Oh, whip in the body. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> whip in the body. Um, he's not in any of the Karnstein vampire films. Gotcha. That's gotcha. Um, the first one was Ingrid Pitt, who, by the way, now I have to talk about this. Ace. Um, let's see. Wait, I didn't know Twins of Evil was part of the trailer. Yes, I didn't know um, that either. All of the, um, they're all kind of loose. They're only connected by Karnstein, by Camilla Karnstein. So they're all very different. But it is Vampire Lovers with Ingrid Pitt. Uh, Lust for a Vampire, uh, with you at Starscard, and then um, Twins of Evil with, with Peter Cushing. Have, have uh, you seen... Um, on those. Have you seen The Vampire's Assistant? No, I didn't watch it. Which is based on a book. It's it's John C. Riley as a vampire. It's actually a really interesting film. It's not a vampire movie, per se. It's more like a movie about circus freaks, but I can um, do it. No, it's like it. it's you know what it's like a more adult horror version of Harry Potter. I would say is the best way to describe that. Mm, and, maybe 
Yeah. Maybe. Um, oh. Here's what we got to talk about. Here's what we got to talk about before we move on. Yeah. What? Um, Ingrid Pitt is known as like the queen of vampires opposite Christopher Lee. Oh, I she did not know made, that. Yeah. She only made actually like three horror films. That was it. One is And Countess they made her Dracula. the queen? And they made her the queen just, for three? She's just, she's just known. Everybody worships her as as being it. And I think part of it is just because you had other, obviously, Hammer traded in hot women left and right. But nobody had that. They were always window dressing. Yeah. You know, Ingrid was one of the few, and by few, I mean maybe like there's two, um, that really it was a proactive protagonist or antagonist and a full-fledged character. So she played Camilla in Vampire Lovers. Then that, you know, first time when she played a vampire, she didn't play a vampire again. Um, Countess Dracula is a whole other thing. Um, until... The House of Drip Blood, which is an anthology by Amicus. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that is the one which everybody thinks of her from. That picture of her leaning out of the coffin. Right. I even have that fucking tattoo. Um, that's what everybody remembers. And okay. From Amicus, The House of Drip Blood, which if nobody's watched that or... Must watch. All Amicus it, must be watched. Must the be House watched. of Blood is fucking great. She's All in of it. Them Peter are great. Cushing is All in it. All of them are great. Everybody's in it. Christopher Lee's in it. It's fantastic. Uh, the Vault of Horror has a really great vampire yep. uh, segment in it as well. And, you know, I want to touch on this because I think it was such a good show. And I know you watched the show. Don't even deny that you did Boy. not watch The Strain. Did you watch The Strain? I watched the first two seasons. Oh, man. You fell off? I fell off. How did you fall off, dude? I don't know. It just kind of lost me. Oh, it gets I have them. So I have them. I have good. to watch it. Oh, my I God. I do have them. You that have time to finish frame, it, man. I will. I promise. It just that does... time frame was excellent. Hold on. I just want to address this. Yeah. Time frame was excellent, and Count Yorga was fucking great. Anybody? Never seen watch... it. Never seen Count it. Count Yorga has something different. Just for anybody who's looking for something different. What makes it different? They... How they attack. It's in slow motion, arms stretched out. Weird. Like literally, like that. Arms stretched out in slow motion, running at you. It's weird and surreal, but it fucking works. It's different, but it works. Um, There's two of them. What did you think? Now I'm switching gears on you. About Never. the strain is basically like all the good shit from Hellboy, but then like through the prism of retelling the story of Dracula with like an interesting sort of take on vampirism that like the biology of the vampiric element is so interesting where the the Strigoi are the, the it's like the perfect blend of vampire and zombie. And mm. it just, it's just so fucking well done. And I can't recommend watching it enough. Did you, hold on, let me ask you this. You know about the master. This isn't spoiling anything. You, did you learn about the master's backstory? I don't remember where that, that happens in the series. I don't think that's a spoiler. I, I haven't seen remember. it since it's come out. That's too you long gotta, ago. You have to revisit it, man. I really think that is so, – I feel like that show 
pays in dividends and it's just really it's twisted it's the perfect blending of vampire zombie and epidemic all at the same time so i man just talking about it makes me want to rewatch it you just in that first pilot episode you get such a sense of dread you're like holy fuck like shit is about to go down like you watch this thing spread from a single airplane and it just it's terrifying, dude. It's really, really terrifying. It's one of the few times where va- vampires don't terrify me. That terrified me. That was a terrifying vampire story. Um, what about Nos for Ot uh, Nos the Joe Hill series? Did you check that out? Me nope. either. I-, I watched the first episode and I turned it off as soon as the girl was like telepathic. I was like, "This is stupid." I'm not. I can't watch a lot of stuff now, like. Like the Van Helsing series, I tried one episode. Didn't I turned watch it, out it. Probably about twenty Didn't minutes watch into it. it. Winona Earp loved the comic. Was excited. I'm like, okay, let's see what they do. Saw the first casting pics, and said no. And I've never watched it. Let's let's uh let's close our talk with this movie because I feel like it's such an important one and we haven't spoken about it yet. Go. Um. Let's talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. Francis Ford Coppola film. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I I love it. I Damn straight you fucking love it. Because if you hated okay. it, I was going to shut this fucking laptop. Oh fun my st- God. Fun story for you. Fun Go story ahead. for you. Go ahead. We saw it opening night in Westwood. Yeah. Right? I mean, a bunch of my friends. We're sitting in the middle of the theater, and I think it was the Bruin. A big, sprawling sort of um, horseshoe-shaped seats, right? I mean, it's Forever, it's like 30 seats that way to get to the aisle, 30 seats in the other direction to get to the aisle. So we're just, we're like, once you're in, you're in, right? It's yeah. packed, it's sold out. You're sitting there, you're watching a fucking movie. Then you got to pee. <laughs> How are you going to pee what during you, it? You can't. You, yeah, you do. You, you finish your soda and you pee in the fucking cup. Damn straight. Because... I'm not going to leave. My friend hated it. He went outside to the lobby and went to sleep because he's an idiot. Yeah, that is. Yeah. No, love that film so, so much. I got so many books and stuff on that movie. I love that movie. And the way that it was made, you know, again, it's made at a time that is so like, like it's such an important time for Hollywood films. And here's why. We are at the height of what special effects can be before you get into CGI. Like people are doing stuff, you know, and then then you have Francis Ford Coppola come in and he hires his son. And he's like, I want all of the, the all of the the stuff that we're going to do. We're going to do old school, like super old school, because he wanted the film to have this really old world, like old feel to it. And like, for instance, um, yes, I will. I, I just saw that. I just saw that. Yes, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do that now. Um, like a great example of showing Keanu Reeves, who's probably the weakest part of that film. I am impudent with fear. Uh, he's the weakest part of that film. Freaking um, traveling in a stagecoach to. Romania to Transylvania and they show the passage of time on his face with this map that's just being projected on his face 
it's such a simple it's such a simple special effect that is so incredibly effective and great i agree just really really great um but yeah i mean he's kind of he was like i don't know if I don't know if you would call it stunt casting in the sense of like, not stunt casting, but he's like, he's hot casting. Like Keanu Reeves is hot right now. So he's good. We're going to put him in this movie because yeah. he's going to put butts in seats. But like, exactly. he was not a good, he was not a good choice. He you know? knows he wasn't. Everybody knows he wasn't. But you know what? At the end of the day, I've seen so much worse that I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on Keanu for that one. He tried he couldn't do it, but he tried. Um, I don't care. I'm good he, with it. He, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've I've come to accept it. And then you have Hopkins as probably one of the greatest Van Helsings after Peter Cushing, right? Like he is such a phenomenal oh, Van he's Helsing. Fantastic. Just, he's, just he's really so great. Fantastic. And yeah, I mean, everything about the, all the practical effects, everything working in camera was so good because it hadn't been done in so long, and right. not on that scale. You know, right. Every trick in the book was brought. But they're out at the height. But like I said, they're at the height of practical effects in Hollywood yeah. film, and he's Francis Ford Coppola, and he's got the budget. So it's like yeah. all of these. It's like the perfect storm to do crazy in-camera practical effects that are just off the wall, insane. And there's, you know, it's really. You know, it's it's a horror film, but even more so than a horror film, it's a fantastical film. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even, like, you could classify it as horror because it's Dracula, but it's so much more than that. It's like this fantasy adventure film about a supernatural dude that lives forever and drinks blood. Like, more than just calling it a vampire film, you know? Agreed. Um, Agreed. Lucy's Lucy's staking in her, in her crypt her porcelain white skin she looks like just she looks like a living statue and they filmed it backwards, backwards and it gives yep. such an eerie feeling to it it's just it, it really is great rue says he's not there rue was not uh uh said that there that there were film mistakes i'm not sure what he's referring to when he says this in terms of film mistakes but that he loves that he, that Coppola brought back Dracula at that time in film. Me too, man. I'm really glad because at that time, Dracula was kind of a joke, right? Like, you know, it hadn't been done in so long correctly. And right. Really, so he brought it back in '79. Um, yeah, I think I think honestly, Bram Stoker's Dracula and The Wolfman from whatever 2007 nine. Wolfman Benicio del from, Toro. Oh, phenomenal! double feature. The fucking, director's cut, not the theatrical. And and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I don't care what the yeah. fuck you say. No, I like. Oh, that you film. agree? Okay. Yeah, we just need we need a lavish mummy film, and we haven't had one yet. Yes, we not have. like that. Not that fits in with those. No, no not that haven't. fits. No, you're right. Not that fits you know, in with those. Ninety nine is a good time. It is. Yeah. Um. But you no, know what? One that. In one classic in a classic literary. We needed a tragedy. Those films are all tragedies yeah. about pathos, and the mummy film is not that, and we need that to go with it. You're right. I'll give you That's that. That's all I'm saying. For sure, dude. Totally agree with that. Yeah. Yes, it was. Fuck yeah. Um, I the, that I, werewolf that that Wolfman movie is so fucking tits. Like I waited years to watch it. I don't know why I did, 
Um, but like on paper, it's just like you have Anthony Hopkins, you have Joe Johnson. I mean, just the fact that you have Anthony Hopkins spanning Dracula to that film over the course of 30 years, it's just like it, it really is the perfect double feature. Uh, and it really is a modern, it is the beginning and ending of a modern universal horror universe. Um, yeah. and I would fit, listen, I would put Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in there too. A lot of people hate on that film and I don't understand why, because it's just such a great I think they just, version of Frankenstein. Again, it came after Dracula. And so it was compared to Dracula. Right. You know, right. and not looked on so it's like, well, look, let's, let's watch uh, Kenneth Branagh run around with his shirt off for three hours. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of the was, Kenneth Bernard show because he directed it. He directed it yeah. as well. So, you know. And he's, he's good at it. He, he, he does good work. So, I don't know. It's people want to bitch. One thing I was about the filming backwards. Yeah. There's another film that does this. It's called um, The Girl with the Hungry Eyes. It's a vampire okay. film where she's in Miami in this old rundown hotel. Yeah. All her scenes there are filmed backwards and it's creepy as fuck it's i'll check it out to find now but no, i won't check well it out worth, uh, checking it out um, Fulton. ryan gosling is allegedly going to play the wolfman in a new blumhouse movie can you confirm chris that whether there's I, a new wolf I can't movie coming at the moment but i can find out find out find out listen we're going to wrap this up because we're at two hours and we we talked about how we're going to try and keep these shows at two hours i still have to finish my my 31 days of halloween short anyway it's freaking and i can't wait until this is over actually i took on too much it's just too much shit Uh-oh. we um, have um we do have something yeah. to show you though because we Go are ahead. starting a new channel and um so we have jenna over there and she does these little reviews on these class, mostly mostly 70s horror, um, these reactions that are funny as fuck. Can you explain um, the channel a little bit more? Uh, well, right now it's just it's more of what we're doing now, you know, or at least it will be. So we'll be migrating over there so it can more have its own identity. So that's what we're working on. So we're starting with this, and there's there's mostly there's a lot of trailers on it right now, classic trailers. Um, but not only that, but we have wait, Jenna wait, wait, in to do some Shit. stuff. What? Hold on, let me let me reshare this. What was okay. that? <laughs> Just I, have, noise. I can I can put I can put um audio on right. You said audio. I can do can put audio. Yeah. On. All right, cool. It's happening right now. Hold on. Ready. What is this? It's vampire hookers. Yes, it was as good as it sounds. Cut to Sailor One and Sailor Two, and they are on the hunt for some ladies. Not just any ladies, the ladies you have to pay for. It is so out of sync. Well, Church. Yeah, I don't know why that's happening. It's really kind of weird. And she brings him to a cemetery. My kind of date. Three vampire hookers are there and they are ready for action. They're gonna serve them up for dinner, but first the ladies are like, listen, we haven't had the sex in quite some time. Can we get it on with this guy? Are you super excited about it? So he jumps up and down. 
cherish the blood. What? When I say he jumps up and down, I mean he jumps up and down. Green dress hooker gets inadvertently staked through the heart. She dies. I don't, I don't remember. Stay with me. I want you to stay with me. Come with me. Come downstairs with me. <laughs> See, once you made it full, once you made it bigger, it went out of sync for some I don't reason. know, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, you. we'll put the link, we'll put the link down there, but basically there is, um, there, yes, go, go check it, go check, go check this out and there'll be a link in the description. I also added it. Ah, what is that? Chucky is back for blood. What? Sorry, something auto-played in my, my ear cans and I wasn't sure what was <laughs> going on. Um, no, go check that out. I just put it, I just put that link in the description. Uh, yes, there is a new channel, but that's for Chris to sort of, uh, explain and divulge and, and des uh, what's that word? Uh, when you, when you release information. Um, release information. No, but like, what's the word? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Disseminate. Thank you. That's for Chris to disseminate. Um, but so go to that more. It should be a new channel. Yes. yes. You know, I don't know if Jenna's going to go for nude. She wrote, um, the last film she wrote was Bob Shea's last film he directed a couple of years ago called Ambition. Hmm. Interesting. And his first time in director's chair in a million years. Um, Jenna's, she's fantastic. She's very funny. So, I mean, listen, go check out that link. Make sure you subscribe over there. Make sure you give a follow to the Instagram Sinful Celluloid Podcast, as well as Chris at Sinful Celluloid. You can see over there. Follow me as well on Instagram at Screaming Jay Frumis. And make sure you subscribe to this channel as well. Subscribe to everything. Exactly. Um, Thank you, Ballad. Yes. And and ho hope you guys had a wonderful... Oh, Ballad. Thank you so much, man. Truly. Yeah. Tip the hat. Um, friggin... Thank you so much for ch uh, chatting about vampires with us, guys. You know, we love the, the, the comments really fuel the conversation as well. So it's really appreciated. Exactly. And Chris, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, no, just at the moment, you know, we're going to be heading over there. So, you know, give it time. There's some stuff over there, um, including Freya, who's a nice witchy little person doing their top 10 uh, witch movies. Yeah, um, but there'll be lots of cool stuff like that. Besides, um, more of us if you're not sick of us. <laughs> but, we um, spoon yeah, feed that's, you, right? But more that's where we're going. Yeah. So thank you, thank you yes. to everybody as always. Yes. You know, Chris, Ballad, Daniel for your comments as well. Ace, thanks for coming by, brother. Thank you and, all, um, and Ballad, thank, thank you for the support. Stuff. Exactly, you, we truly. appreciate it very much. Yes. So Ace, we will see you definitely. next week. And we, had, we have a nice way of saying goodbye here. We say peace, peace and hair, and hair grease. grease.